hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and leave us a five-star review so listeners like you can find us. And as always, follow us on Twitter and visit theaterinthenow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. Do you believe in life after the Vixen? We are going to share our thoughts on everything Gypsies, Tramps, Thieves, and RuPaul's Drag Race, Season 10, Episode 8. And today on this Chicken Shit gig is the one, the only, Diana Carfire. Hey baby, how you doing? I'm good, but if I could turn back time, I'd write a punnier intro. Ha ha, ha ha, oh god, I hate share puns. If you could find a way. This episode was full of share puns. It's going to be full of them. Yeah. All over the place. And I'm going to say it right now, I'm not the biggest share fan. Not a big share fan. I mean, I appreciate her. Really? Okay. I like this. I I can't say that I'm like a diehard fan. No. Um, She's fine. I'm a share fan by default because my parents were both share fans. My dad is, I think, straight. Oh, that's funny. Yes, and he would listen to Cher on his motorcycle, even at full blast. Mm -hmm. What song? He loved the Heart of Stone album. So anything, Turn Back Time, Heart of Stone, Jesse James, like, Mm -hmm. he was Cowboy Cher. Nice, yeah. Yes. I mean, I feel like I really was introduced to Cher with, like, Believe. Yeah, that's kind of her reawakening. Yeah, that was, like, when I... Heard she was a human. Vocoder share. Yeah, vocoder share. As we discovered last oh, as night. We will get into that. But <laughs> where did you watch the episode yesterday? I actually, I worked late into the evening <clears throat> last night. I know, scandal. How dare they? I did, how dare they? So uh, my husband picked me up from work and we went to an early quick dinner. By the time early quick dinner ended, it was past showtime. So I had it DVR'd and I went home and I watched it in my pajamas for the first time in forever. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, because I got to pay attention and take notes for today. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I uh, was at the West End watching. Oh, lovely. With Androgyny and Aviva Dickman, who has returned from her acting gigs. Oh, that's lovely. Um, but yeah, that little monsoon thingy we were going through. Yeah. Uh, it knocked out their TV. Are so you serious? We missed part of the episode. Mid show. Show. That was something else. I was I was outside during that. Yeah. Yeah. But thank God for the VH1 app that I had on my phone because I did not miss a beat. You blipped right in. And there were people who were like hovering near me. I was like, no, I have my headphones on for me. You can watch this via lip read. Exactly. <laughs> well, let's get into the episode. Yes. So after the elimination, mm-hmm. they all walk in, and as they say in Finding Nemo, they just keep swimming. They just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Mm-hmm. Um, Asia is sad that her friend Monique is gone. Very. And the Vixen has no friends and has no reason to hold back anymore. The fight is on. Asia starts to talk through her fish mask as she tells the Vixen Vixen that she didn't attack her on a personal level, but the Vixen says she attacked her dream. Excuse me, bitch. As Monet immediately says, it's all their dreams. What do you think of this? I just think she's trying to stir shit again because, like you said, it's all of their dreams. So how can you be coming to attack somebody's dreams if you're all trying to win something? We're all in this together. Yeah, and you all know that you're all going home except one, so you're not attacking anybody by saying, I want to win. Yeah, it's really... (laughs) She is a brat. Yes. 
It's and, really unfortunate. And I've tried to play the champion for her and like understand where she's come from and where she's been, but she mm-hmm. really does just like I don't know if she's triggered and just can't control it. Like you know when you're in a relationship and you get that trigger I'm and no, you can't I, help I'm yourself. Not in a relationship, okay, well so I'm in a good know. one. No so. one loves me. Everybody loves you. Just no one loves me. It's and I, I mean, I'm on a podcast because I have a face for podcasting. You have a gorgeous face for podcasting. <laughs> That's why I'm here, too. I'm beat to filth right now. Oh, of course, of course. Beard and all. <laughs> uh, so Eureka starts to go off on the Vixen mm-hmm. when she asks if they're cool, and the reality is they're just not, and I don't think they're going to be in any foreseeable future. The Vixen just doesn't like her. And we'll learn more about it later on in the episode. But Oh, yeah. It's it's really sad. It's sad. It's very sad because you never really know exactly why. Yeah. Well, when we have all this gravitas, we get some humor as Asia takes her mask off and she looks <laughs> like LeVar Burton and her black mustache. That black stash was worth mm-hmm. a ride. That was something else. That it was great. <laughs> it was really good. It was it was <laughs> something. Well, everyone is gagged that Aquaria won Snatch Game and it really is a game changer. It is such a game changer because she was seriously the underdog for yeah. that particular game. And she just brought her... She did it. She did the thing. She smiles for her life mm-hmm. and she brought it. And that mermaid look, like dead on a fish hook, yeah. I couldn't. It was great. Oh, floor. And then Monet decides to do another Snatch Game as she impersonates RuPaul as she poses with the portrait. Mm-hmm. That was cute. It was well, okay. the next day, Aquaria wants to dance with somebody and in the next challenge, but she can she feel the heat? Is the question. I don't know if she can feel the heat with anybody. I don't think so either. Anybody who loves her. I think she's just a cold, watery fish woman. Pretty much cold-hearted. Yeah. Cold-hearted snake. Asia says that Cameron wants to have a weightlifting challenge next, and then challenges her to an arm wrestling match. And I was so excited for and that! And wouldn't you know that Rue has to ruin it with that glorious moment... Because we needed a video message. Now, why did they do that? Why did they not give us this? Because we all needed to see a good, hot, thought queen flex that arm, and it didn't happen. That was Like, <sighs> if I were at DragCon this weekend, I would go up to Cameron and say, come with me, we're going to Asia, I want to see this uh, arm wrestling We match. need to have this bout. Like, that is the panel we all need. Absolutely. And that would be YouTube mm-hmm. gold. Yeah, well, we get this video <laughs> message, but wait, it's not Rue, it's Cher. I mean, it's Chad Michaels. Cher's mini-me. It's true. <laughs> it uh, so we get a little mini-challenge, and it's called Slap Out of It, and the girls have to come up with a super sassy line before Rue slaps them. Yes. So we're going to go through each one of them and chat about it. Let's do it. Eureka, her line. HD. It's fine. It's fine. I get it, and I can see where it would trigger the rooster. I mean, she's getting she's getting a little she's getting older. She's a little bit more tape up yeah. in there. Yeah, so not not bad. It was okay. Slap worthy. Yeah, Cameron Michaels. So she starts off a couple steps behind the mark because mm-hmm. um, apparently you can be a muscle queen but also a big glass pussy. This is the truth. Um, her line. With, like, such conviction, they call you mother, but at your age, shouldn't they call you grand? And she just gets slapped! I was impressed. That's right. She should have stepped right on up with that one. Well, Rue slapped her first, because she knew where it was going. mm -hmm. Ms. Cracker, Mm -hmm. the new host of Drag Race, Lady Bunny Girl. That's okay. Easy, cheap. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. She she played safe. Yeah, and she got to get her Lady Bunny impersonation out, so that's cute. She got it out there. Yeah. Um, Monet, you wear it eh. 
gets a double slap. Not bad. Yeah, double slap, not bad. She, she, she turned it and she had a great face with it. She brought mm-hmm. a little shady face. It was good. Yeah. The Vixen, Vanjie. No. No, no, no. The slap showed or revealed everything, too. Yeah. yeah. Asia, let's go through it. <laughs> you hit like a girl, too bad you don't look like one. And this is the moment when Asia O'Hara has won RuPaul's Drag Race because Ru actually makes physical contact, and if she doesn't win, Asia will win the lawsuit. Amen. Crown herself. This is my workroom. That was so funny. It was so great. Watching her walk it off as she went back to the lineup. That's one of those moments where I, like, obviously we have all the cameras on the girls. Oh, yeah. I wish we had cameras on the cameras to see the crew. And their reactions. Them gagging and gasping. Oh, I mean, my God. Is it staged? No. I think she actually hit her and it was oh, funny. Yeah. You could but, see that Rue was very genuine yeah. and trying to apologize. She's like, I'm so sorry. It was It was <laughs> the moment. It yeah. was great. I was, I was, I was, she deserved that mm-hmm. win. Absolutely. Aquaria. My name is Aquaria. My birthday is February 12th, 1996. Fuck you, bitch. I would slap you too. Absolutely. And just like the bottom bitch that she is, Aquaria cries like a little bitch. She did squeak. She did squeal. Was, she, like, was, she had a high-pitched mm-hmm. one. She squealed like a piggy. And everyone was like, what? Yeah, poor Aquaria. Um, <laughs> no. 1996. I mean, we could do an entire podcast of things that came out in 96 that would make us probably feel a little old. I came out in 96. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. <laughs> Dated myself. I was in junior high, guys. But yeah, this it was... Um, a reveal that I don't think we wanted. No. No. no I was no. okay without it. Yeah. So Asia wins a mini challenge because she had to because there was another option. Oh, God, no. Uh, so we get to learn about the Maxi Challenge, which is a tribute to Cher in a live singing musical challenge. Yes. How's your live singing? My live singing, I think, is kind of okay. okay. I may or may not have started my drag career because of it. So I, th- I think I can hang with those girls. Yeah. I could do okay. Well, Cameron is going to be 60 share. Monet and the Vixen are each going to be variety show share. <laughs> Aquaria is disco share. Asia is movie star share. Eureka is rock star share. And Ms. Cracker is comeback share. If you had to be a share, who would you be? God, of those, or can of I those. have my own category? Okay, we'll do both. Give us okay. who you'd be on the show, and then in your own category. Hmm. I would probably... And don't say Mamma Mia 2 share. Oh, hell no. No grandma share. God, I think I would really love to take on probably 60s share if I had to be on the show. But if I were doing my own category, like I said, I'd probably take on, like, cowboy share. Yeah. Yeah, I love the Indian share that Monet did. It was great. But, like, cowboy share, I would like Jesse James. Like, pleated black hair and just, like, cowboy boots. Yeah, share is a prominent fixture on Drag Race. Yeah. Um, I'm shocked that we didn't get at least, like, Chaz coming back to, like... Guest, yeah, I sw- I could have sworn with that video cameo that he was at least gonna come on and like talk or Chaz Bono. You're talking about Chaz Bono, right? yeah? I totally thought that she was gonna come back on. Yeah. He was gonna come back on. Interesting, interesting. Maybe um, after that interview challenge, there, he, he said he's never coming back. That might have been the <laughs> the snake that bit the cat. Yeah, that was um, a, that was something else. I still remember that. Yeah, it was awkward. Yeah, that got real awkward it was real, real quick. Awkward. Well, Cameron says that she is a lip-sync queen and not a live-singing queen. She's very nervous. The girls each start doing their own versions of Cher, and I'm going to say it, they were horrible. Yes. They do not have the essence of Cher at all. No, that workroom was a mess. I mean, Cracker's <laughs> right. It did sound like an insane asylum. It really did. But 
<clears throat> have no fear. Rue is here. She's going to walk through. Mm-hmm. Um, we learn that Asia does not sing and has a less glamorous share to do. Um, when she's asked if she has any acting experience, she brings up Snatch Game and Rue quickly tries to forget about that because it was really bad, bad, bad. Yeah, she really shushed her away from that fast. Uh, and then she's like, Rue's like, give us your best snap out of it. And mm-hmm. it's not good. It was, and you know, it disappoints me because, to be honest, like of all Cher things, I really loved Moonstruck because mm-hmm. Cher was a battle axe. She was a Sicilian like yeah. goddess, so there was such opportunity to really shine with that. Absolutely. So Rue is an encyclopedia of Cher and offers info to Cameron. Uh, Rue met Cher in nineteen ninety six. Do you know what else happened in nineteen ninety six? Aquaria was born. It's the truth. Oh God, that made me really, really upset. And you know what? Right now, this episode of Aquaria, you're canceled. So Rue calls Cameron out for flying under the radar, and yet we don't get like a wake up pearl moment from her. It's kind of true. I was like expecting like Rue to kind of be like, "What the fuck's happening? Why are you not performing? Stepping it up." But maybe because she thought Cameron would cry. Maybe sensitive flower, or maybe maybe she knew that he had like an ace up his sleeve. Because I feel yeah. like Cameron had an ace up his sleeve this ep- this I episode. I mean, and that's interesting. Like, if, if we want to compare the thought to the thought, which is Pearl to Cameron, yeah, they both like were never horrible. Mm-mm. They were always safe and sometimes fluctuating slightly up, slightly down. Yeah. Um, but I, it's interesting that maybe Rue just didn't want to like push her more. I don't know. Maybe. And Maybe that's the same with did. Pearl, because Pearl, yeah, she turned a look every time, but mm-hmm. she didn't ever push it. No. Yeah, so I, I understand. Maybe Rue was just like, if I push you, you'll break, so let's see how you, if yeah. you coast one more, we'll see what you do. Yeah, I guess maybe she just also didn't have anything on her face, so. <laughs> just some cherry chapstick. So the audience learns that Monet has an opera degree, mm-hmm. um, but she's all about that bass with that deep voice, and Rue doesn't get why the kids come to the show and carp. Carpet. We're gonna do this again. The audience learns that Monet has an opera degree, um, but she is all about the bass with that deep voice of hers. And Rue just doesn't get why the kids come onto the show and car. I can't do it. I can't say it. I'm so tired. <laughs> We're going to like just. <laughs> What's the word? Compartmentalize. There it was. That's a that's a word. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna use it. <laughs> okay. The audience learns that Monet has an opera degree, but she's all about that bass with that deep voice. Mm-hmm. And Rue doesn't get why the kids come onto the show and don't showcase their talents to the best of their abilities. And you know what? She's kind of right. Just use what you got. Yeah, bring it. If you, I mean, if you audition and work that hard to get to the show, you have nothing to lose. Yeah, if you got that deep bass, like, use that deep bass and make it share. Yep, bring that share bass. Yeah. So we learned that Carol Burnett is Monet's share. Mm-hmm. Who is your share or your Carol Burnett? Oh, God, Jesus. My Carol Burnett would probably be just any characterization from the Carol Burnett show because that show used to make me die. Yeah. But like I said, my favorite share still is Cowboy Share. But you know, there's not like one person who's like your icon, like your go-to person that like... Oh, like my icon for... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Who is my share? I've got you. See, forgive the blonde hair, my dear. I would have to say my go- go-to icon is Michael Jackson. I mean, I get the best of both worlds there, right? I got to idolize a man and a white woman. Like, it was it's perfect. It's true, it's true. So, 
Yeah, my idol would absolutely 100% be Freddie Mercury. Oh, he was spectacular. That's a mm-hmm. voice to behold. He Excellent is the choice. Voice. He is the voice. So Talk about mustache, right? Right? <laughs> well, Eureka says that her and the Vixen have not made up, as she explains why. Cut to the Vixen, given the violin pantomime, and it's rude. Yeah, that was quite rude. Uh, Eureka then gets her own moment to snap out of it, and as Rue says, she sounds like Ethel Merman. And she did. I she rewound did. it. It was hilarious. It was very funny. <laughs> um, there's someone who, like, I don't understand why no one's done uh, a Snatch Game. And Ethel? That would be brilliant. Oh yes. my god, yes. To be that loud-mouthed and just... Vicky, move on! Yes, Vicky! <gasps> Have you seen her, Ethel? Yes. That's so good. genius, actually. Right? Vicky, listen. Yeah. Well, Miss Cracker had no exposure to pop culture as a kid, and she wants to add in age jokes to her share, but Rue reminds her that she's not old, she's ageless. Exactly. Because that face hasn't moved in decades. Cher took the potion. She took lots of potions. It's the truth. I would I would kill to know who her plastic surgeon is, because seriously. Plastic surgery? No, that's magic. It's true. It is white magic. Yeah. She is a witch. Mm-hmm. Well, the Vixen sings sometimes, and yeah, sure, <laughs> I, I sing sometimes in the shower, and uh-huh. in karaoke. It's a great reverberation. Rue calls out her history of conflicts and suggests bringing it into her character. And if that's not the goodbye setup of all goodbye setups, we've been waiting for it. Thank oh, yeah. you, Rue. You the- just told the Vixen how to lose. That was the gentle Italian kiss. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the vixen (laughs) says that she has no friends again, and Monet is gagged and slightly pissed off, and I call bullshit. Yeah. She has to be the victim all the time. Yeah, and there was no reason for it. No. Other than for attention this time. Yeah, it's true. Well, before we talk to Aquaria, can we talk about Aquaria's giant hair? (sighs) Please. Um, You're talking about as a boy, right? Yeah, it was big, it was standing up straight, I want to know what the product was. Um, and if she had extensions in, because I think there were extensions. There, they might have been, he might have had little glue plugs in there, yeah. Maybe. But it he was, had, like, something about Mary gel. Yeah, it was, it was Tsunami. high. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Aquaria <laughs> has five notes in her range, and they're not good. No, they're all... They're not good. They're somewhere. Um, and then Cracker asks if she's worried after her meeting, and Aquaria is clueless. She couldn't even... Clueless? She couldn't finish a sentence. That was the whole... See, I'm pulling an Aquaria. But mm-hmm. I can't even finish a sentence. I was so beside myself. I was like, really, girl? And Rue just sort of did the... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that we got our walkthrough, it's time for rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Todrick is back. Todrick. I'm not happy. Not happy? I, I mean, how dare you tease us with Alyssa Edwards at the beginning of the season and then bring back Toddy Rockstar? Hell no. Kind of true. Hell no. And his sweatsuit jumper. Oh, God, what the hell was he wearing? I don't know. Not good Tailored looking. pajamas. <laughs> well, let's forget about how horrible everybody does. Let's talk about my new favorite dancer boy, Mr. Buzzcut. Oh, were you into Mr. Buzzcut? I liked Mom? Mr. Buzzcut. Yeah, he was um, giving you he, life. He, he did it for me. Usually, like, I like hair. But like he he was he was fine. I'm having trouble like paying attention to any of their faces this season. I mean, to be honest, it like, was damn. It was like you had Cameron right there in the <laughs> shot, and then right over her left shoulder was Mr. Buzzcut, and I was like, just keep going back to Cameron so I can see Mr. Buzzcut. So you got a DVR date later. 
I'm going to find Mr. Buzzcut. We, I'm going to, I'm going to go through Reddit. I'm sure Reddit has already told me who Mr. Buzzcut is. I'm going to go find his Instagram, and we're going to be lovers. That is it. That's how things work, right? Like, like, like. Yeah. So basically, the trend in the rehearsal is the girls can't sing and dance at the same time. Correct. Um, Cameron is just terrified. The vixen is Dennis Rodman. Cracker can't use the vocoder. Asia is Medea in Tyler Perry Presents. Eureka comes straight out of SNL because don't make her sing. Yep. The other trend is Toddy Rockstar is just rude and not helpful. Always. He has that diva aesthetic that really kind of... I would be nervous around him, too. I mean, how dare you make Eureka sing after her traumatic experience about being forced to sing by her dad? (laughs) That is not the way that story I thought was going to go. Me neither. I was like, oh my god, she had like a terrible traumatic experience. Like, someone touched her or something. No, no. Her dad made her sing. She was not molested by her voice teacher. No, no. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah, it was... I mean, there was a cackle in the audience of us watching, because we were like, it's ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, you have no reason to be afraid of this. Yeah. I mean, I don't like singing in front of people. Yeah. But I'm also not a performer. Yeah, but I bet you've thrown back a few shots and picked up a karaoke mic. Oh, God, yeah. I mean... Right? I had a friend who told me I'm really sexy when I sing country music. There it is. got to pick up that So if someone wants to go karaoke, get me super shit-faced, and let's do it. Bam. I mean, I, I do have friends in low places, so. It's true. Does well, the whiskey drown in the mm-hmm. beer chase? Your blues away? <laughs> um, I think the time has come for Todrick to sashay away. I agree. Let's start the position. Yes, because you are not on the show. You are just a guest. Mm-hmm. So, and you've never. If you're going to come back, I think he should come back and compete. If he were to ever be no. back. But that's just that me. means he has to be on my television again. Oh, that's true. Are you over Todrick? I am over him. <gasps> He's over the hall. He's a bad witch. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, Aww. give me your music videos. I think as a recording artist, great. They're phenomenal. But what he's doing as a choreographer, it's just, I, I just find it detrimental to the performers. Yeah, I just, it's, it makes them nervous. Yeah. Yeah, and they shouldn't be nervous. They should feel nurtured. I mean, Agreed. I know getting a list is probably a little more expensive than Todrick, but... You make you a good the point there. Mm-hmm. But you do have the and you have the Emmy Awards to back exactly. that budget now, honey. And you know Alyssa wants more FaceTime. Yeah. And she she was she turned she was it great. out. She was great. She's fabulous. Well, it is elimination day. Mm-hmm. Asia wants to turn back time for another day in the workroom because she's not ready. Mm-mm. Aquaria isn't very social, so she goes back to kikiing with the other girls at the workstation. Yeah, I really like that. That was kind yeah. of a mature move for her mm-hmm. to move over a few stations. Um, she can sit with them. She can sit with them. It's true. Asia says Monet sounds like Mr. Ed, and then tells Cameron to take her makeup an octave up. Mm-hmm. Asia's funny. She's funny. She's good. And she has she has perfect side shade because it's not it's not biting, but it mm-hmm. it just gets you right there. It, it's, yeah, and it it's her tactic. There are a lot of younger queens in this New York City of ours <clears> who. Um, Will shade people on the microphone, but the way they do it is so mean and cruel yes. that it just comes off as them being a bitch. Yeah, and it lacks the Southern charm that's kind of necessary yeah. to get that across. So basically, baby queens be Southern and then you can do it. That's right, honeys. <laughs> you just gotta drop the shade, but you gotta like slowly raise the umbrella. Yeah. Well... Cracker only had one hour of television as a kid, as they were desperately poor. That was a story. That was a story. I was in there. Yeah. Wow. Um, as she said, her dinner was, were shiners, which were 
uh, cans without labels, so they weren't sure if their dinner was food or condiments. Mm -hmm. And it was sad. It was very sad. And, like, we keep getting these little drops of Cracker's backstory. Yeah. And I'm very curious as to why. Um, I mean, we go even further as... Um, they, her mom wanted them to fit in, so she would give them lunch boxes, but there wouldn't be any food in them. That was what broke my heart. Yeah. Like, I came from a poor upbringing, but there was always something. Like, yeah. if there was tomatoes in the cabinet, she'd make tomatoes and spaghetti. But, like, to have to go to school and pretend that you have something to eat just so you fit in, like, yeah. it just hurts for me. Yeah. Or hurts me for her. Yeah, so we get this really dramatic moment, and then we get another dramatic moment. Mm -hmm. As Asia brings the vixen over for a talk. Asia says the vixen suffers from angry, angry black woman syndrome and directs her anger and struggle toward Eureka. And they, yes, the two of them have Texas. this really emotional heart-to-heart. I think it was so necessary. Produced or not, I think that that was really like... That's the reason that I think the vixen needed to stay another week. Because yeah, I mean, I hope. I sure hope the vixen was truly listening. Me too, me too. I'm not sure that she was. There was one moment of vulnerability where I think she almost did start to cry. Yeah. But I really hope she was listening because Asia was not coming for her. It was a mm -hmm. moment where they just sat down and she talked and Asia's good with the advice. And I'm going to give us a very hot take right now. Asia's talk with the Vixen solidifies her winner's edit. Oh. It was a beautiful moment for the show. It was a beautiful moment for Asia. I think Asia O'Hara has won Drag Race. You think so? Yes. I'm going to have to give you that opinion. I like it. I think I, I, that's an interesting theory, and I kind of like where you went with the explanation of it. I like that. As someone point. who does watch an excessive amount of reality television. Yes. That's a formulaic? It's, you, you get certain backstories, mm -hmm. um, and they're important to the overall arc of the... 13 plus episodes you get of a, of a reality show. Okay. And you want to see the background of a winner. You want to see their growth. And this was the moment of growth for Asia's as a character, not a performer, but as a character. Yeah, and as her, like, she's kind of embracing the mother yeah. role. The other person who's getting this interesting edit is Cracker, but it's not, mm -hmm. it hasn't paid off yet. So. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll get to all that in a little bit. But yeah. first, but first, but first, share the unauthorized musical, which is not um, the share show coming to Broadway this summer because why the fuck do we need that show? We'll see what happens. Cool. She's up against Alanis Morissette's musical, so. Listen, the trends of mu musicals based on jukebox and the canon of music, I'm here for it because it's still a way of creating a story, but. Butts and seats. Mm hmm. I'm kind of. I think we are running out. <laughs> We're running out. We are. So I'm hoping some great creativity comes. But I'm, I'm on the fence with you, too, because I lived in Vegas. I saw Cher's 37 yeah. shows and residencies. So I'm like, what are they going to do? Yeah, I'm like, what can you do to top all of that? Yeah, well, <laughs> let's go through the highlights of Cher the Unauthorized Yes, musical. let's do it. Um, we start off with Cher's ridiculous Twitter, Twitter posts, because mm -hmm. that's what she does as a real human, too. Oh, her Twitters are fabulous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cameron looks like Cher and sounds so good. That's... Go ahead. Pitchy? Fine. I will... She's not perfect. But she started the show off right. 
That's why I told you earlier in the show that I thought that she was like the underdog here and she was kind of playing them yeah. all because she was real good at faking that bass and being nervous and then bam, like you said, pop out popped Cher. And I had to, for a second, question. I had to look it up mid-show. I was like, is this bitch from the Michaels family? Is she Cameron or is she his son, daughter, no. slash whatever? And no, not at all. But I could have sworn for a second because that was some serious, serious impersonation yeah. work. Yeah, that was good. It's gorgeous. Um, Monet tried really hard, and I appreciate that for her. Mm-hmm, uh, she can sing, but she can't share. <laughs> it's true. Um, it's true. She did show her opera chops a little yeah, bit, though. I mean, she did like the mannerisms were great. I think oh, there yeah. was, it was a great performance. Oh yeah, her but Indian it was gorgeous. Yeah, it wasn't like brilliant. No, she she hit the share, but I wasn't getting the full ism. Like yeah. I wasn't getting the the full follow through with it. So I have been very critical of the writers of Drag Race and some of these challenges. I'm gonna say it now. Monet's song about the cultural appropriation was an actual highlight and it was hilarious. Agreed. It was so good and so well thought out. Smartly written. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, lyricist. The Vixen did the Vixen, and there really was nothing share about it. No, it was very 54. Mm -hmm. She looked like she was going to Studio 54, Mm -hmm. but there there wasn't any share. Yeah, she. uh, Bendela Crime could have used that costume for. Oh, absolutely. And the wig. Yeah. It's true. (laughs) Aquaria looked gorgeous, but that was her face, and oh, yes. she floundered a lot. It, she really struggled with the Cher impersonation, and I was actually surprised after her Snatch game that she wasn't able to mimic. And But that's the thing. I think she played a dumber character. Correct. That's not Cher. Cher is not stupid. She's not stupid. Um, poor Asia. That was not good. Yeah. I think it's just not her thing. Was it worse than Beyonce? No. In my opinion... I mean, for me, at least Beyoncé looked like Beyoncé. It's true. At least Beyoncé did look like Beyoncé. I will give you that. But man, was she like off the moonstruck mark. Mm -hmm. Woof. I want to talk about Eureka's outfit. Okay. The bodysuit? Yes. Yes. It was very disproportionate. Mm -hmm. It didn't fit right. The cutouts were in interesting places. It wasn't symmetrical at all. There was something horribly wrong about it. Yeah, it just it it looked like it was melting. Yeah, yeah. It, it just didn't fit her properly. And you know what it looked like? It, if I could have styled her and given her a nudge, I wish she would have done the black share outfit that Cher won to the wore to the awards mm-hmm. that year with the headdress and right. Nothing. And like I guess that's technically not rock star share because you need because she do... wore it to an award show. Yeah, but yeah. But yeah, it just didn't work for her. Yeah. Um. And was, and the, you... the the lines on her face. They were, yeah. they were just not there. Um, if you didn't have the look or the song, I don't know if I would have known it was Cher. Truth. Um, and it was a funny performance because the material is funny, not her. Amen. I think overall it was a fairly weak performance. But she got through it. That was the mm-hmm. thing. Like, yeah, weak performance because you could see the nerves in her. Oh, oh yeah. When oh, she started, yeah. she was like, I'm just going to get through this. I'm just going to get... And then by the end of it, she was like, okay, mm-hmm. I can try to throw a Cher in here or two. But yeah. like you said, by then it was... Too little, yeah. too late, honey. I think Ms. Cracker looked like Cher. Oh, I was gagging at her. Like, and yeah, I don't care what anyone says. Like, she was on it. And the vocoder was, like, really difficult to maneuver. Yes. It was something that none of the other queens had to deal with. Yes. 
Um, so I almost feel like she was at a disadvantage. Well, and that was something that one of our Facebook uh, watchers left a comment about. Yeah. Gilda, she said, was she underperforming uh, or was she underrated? And I really think this week she was very much underrated. I, I think that's the trend of this season. Yeah, because she had some spot-on mm-hmm. share faces. Like, if, if we were going by All-Stars rules and there were two winners per uh, challenge, Cracker probably would have... Three, four, maybe even five victories this For season. looks alone? Oh, shit. Yeah. Yes. But she's being beat out, and I think it's a, not a matter of talent. It's a matter of taste. I, I, I appreciate that that commentary. Yes, I can say I, can say I agree. I, I don't know that she's doing poorly. It's just not what Rue's looking for. And I think that's spot on because she isn't. In my opinion, I think that she's like right there every week. She is doing exactly what she should be doing. Uh huh. Either someone's doing it a tinge better or it's just not what Rue wants. Which leads me to think is she going to be the Jinx Monsoon and like slip in there during the last three episodes and take everyone by storm? Well, it's possible. I mean, we'll, I have a burning question that will go. Similar to that. All right. Um, but and then we get to the finale of the musical, sharing cockroaches, because apparently that's all that's gonna last. Mm-hmm. And that's when we get the bad writing again. Again. It was really stupid. Yep. Well, it's time for the runway. Here we go. And as you know, I like to play um, games. So the runway is glitter, glitterific, yes. if glitter-ific. you will. So we are going to play Glitter and Be Yay or <laughs> Glitter and Be Nay. Oh my, okay, I like this. Um, I think it's cute and funny and gay. So we're yes. going to start off with Cameron Michaels. I love the rose gold on her. Um, I do it's too. a fitting color for her. It's in her palette. Um, the garment fit her well. It wasn't glitter. And we talked per about se. it in Untucked a little bit. Yep. Um, it sparkled, but it wasn't glitter. Yeah, but it glittered. Yeah. I mean, her hair was a bit <laughs> pedestrian for my liking. Was it? Um, yeah. It was very... I mean, she was a woman. She was a woman. She was so fish. Yeah. But the drape of that gold fabric yeah. was beautiful on her. Uh, for me, glitter and BA. Oh, glitter and BA all the way. Yeah. Monet. Hmm. She did a little black glitter something. Correct. Um, The headpiece was a thing. It was a thing. It was a fascinator-ish. What was it fascinating down? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was on her head. It was just (laughs) a bald cap that was glittered. There she Um, was. I feel like this was like a late addition to her wardrobe. She was like, I need something glittery. Here it is. It was, too. It was not the best. It wasn't. And do you want to know the side tea on her? Mm -hmm. Yes. She left her dress at home on her dressing trunk, and she actually uh, posted a picture of it today. She had this gorgeous gold number that she she forgot. So, yeah, that was totally... So, it was a late edition. I was right. She was full-on giving you her 30 seconds before the stage tape fest. Now, Now, my question is... Did she realize that she left it on the dresser on the plane or when she unpacked? Oh, Jesus, I wonder. Can you imagine if she just walked over to her wardrobe and was like, do, 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 oh, fuck. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, God. I... See, these are like the clips that I want. Yes. I want these clips. The behind the scenes, like, where's my dress? Yeah. <laughs> so the vixen. Mm-hmm. There was glitter on construction paper. There were, there were lots of geometrical angles. I'm going to say it was a cool look. But it was not drag race worthy. I don't. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't runway worthy enough, and the the 
the design of it wasn't enough to call it couture, as far as I'm co- concerned. Um, I, we didn't mention for Monet, but for me, both of Vixen and Monet are glitter and binet. Glitter and binet, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the Vixen, it was just... I don't know. She likes cardboard cutouts because she's done it a lot. Yeah. she. It's it's a very piece and, piece and paste project with her. Yeah. Well, the Aquaria. The Met Gala was clearly inspired by her. Oh my god, yes. That halo. Those eyes. I love the concept. I loved the concept. But again, no boobs. There were no tatas at all. She nope. just she just doesn't do it. And not even like a round little like contour to give us a hint. It was. And just that's like chest. I've said it many times in this podcast. If you listen to this podcast, it's like a fucking broken record. Because it's Aquaria, we let her get away with it. And we shouldn't because it's also a pageant. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like again, it's like one episode in, Michelle goes, Dusty, get rid of the dots. Yeah. But she's totally fine with boy body. And it's the first time she'd ever seen the right. dots. It's, Are you it's, crazy? It's just boggles my mind Mm -hmm. the hypocrisy that comes out of some of these people anyway asia it's a clown it was and the clown trend continues and the clown was glittery it was violet bob sasha and now asia look at you point that out to anyone who goes on drag race dress like a clown your chance of winning skyrockets I don't know. Maybe this is my theory of Asia winning is continuing on. Everyone get to those betting polls, girls. Maybe Rue just likes clowns. Maybe she just does. I mean, Bianca was basically a clown the whole season. Right, so then let's go. Six to... Well, she was because uh, in the season eight photo shoot challenge, it it was an actual clown. Yes, she was. Bam. I don't know. There we go. There we go. But yeah, it was definitely glitter. And the thing that I hated... Like, if you're going to do cardboard cutout, like, hair, yeah. glitter it, make it sh- There was sparkle. no glitter on that no yellow glitter. hair. It's the and truth. I think and it that's was springing everywhere. Like, if it was gold and glitter, that would have set it up. Uh-huh, because it would have framed her face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um, I agree. I'm just overall on the fence with this. I did like it. I wish it went a little bit further in color. I do, too. The um, blue is a little... It, it blended into the black of the, the, yeah, out, the outfit fabric. But for me, glitter MBA... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Glitter MBA for effort alone. Yeah. Eureka. This was very similar to Alexis's promo look. You want to know it's what? very yes. similar to Britta's Glam Award material. Yep. Was that the same designer? I think so. I need to fact, go fact check it, but if it is, I would not be surprised. I wouldn't either, because even the silhouette of it, the shape yeah. of it, the way that those gems were placed, mm-hmm. and the color of them, and the shape, yeah, they're, it's very, very similar. Yeah, um, yeah. so it's another loaf, it's another. It's the same silhouette, and mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it now, dare I say it, I'm tired of Eureka, I'm bored. Are you getting bored with her? I am very bored. I want her to jump out of her box again. She had an explosion for a few episodes, and you're right, She's she's gotten comfortable again. Like, if this was the first and only thing I've ever seen of Eureka, I'd be yassing. This would yeah. be brilliant. But we've seen that wig. We've seen the wig. We've seen the silhouette. We've, we've seen it. And I know yeah. shaping a bigger girl can be difficult. It can. Um, but there has to be something else. Yeah. I it agree. Was, a little more variety from her but would again, be nice. Because of what it looks like, it was glitter and BA. It was gorgeous. Oh, yeah. It was gorgeous. The only thing I would say with mm-hmm. the glitter and BA is... Just a little less glitter on the crease of that wig, honey. Yeah. It was a little crusty. A little crusty. <laughs> and finally, Ms. Cracker. Easily the best look on the runway. It was gorgeous. Um, it's a story. I don't know what the story was, mm-hmm. but I loved it and I wanted to read it. 
I wanted to re- it was giving me Goonies realness for a second that that gold skull barfing all yeah. over her. It was it a was, concept. Oh, it was. And it the concept was so polished because it went I I'm sorry Michelle, but I disagree. No no eyelash was necessary because the gold splashed her face and blended so beautifully in shape and yeah. form on her hair. It was it was awesome. Yeah. Again, glitter and BA. Oh, absolutely glitter and BA. I thought she was going to win the runway. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Well, judges critiques. Cameron, they loved the look. Michelle said it was the best share of voice. And it was a great night for Cameron Michaels. Agreed. Monet, they loved the headpiece and the earrings, but not the tape. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted more from her glitterific look, but they did love her share. They loved her share. They just didn't like the meaty tuck. No. The Vixen, they liked the color explosion. Um, I say at least her wig line is covered. Exactly. Michelle <laughs> felt no share at all, and she's right. And the Vixen claims she couldn't do share mannerisms with her hair and her look, but Michelle claps back and says that she could. Oh, yes, she could. Cher walked a certain way even she did. on stage. She held herself a certain way. Exactly. Aquaria, they loved the panels covering her eyes. Uh, she made Catholicism sexy. It was very unnerving, but very sexy, yes. And Michelle called out that her share was more Madonna at the Brit Awards. And it really was. And She-Ra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Asia, she didn't have glitter on her suede shoes. It's the truth. And I didn't notice it because, like, it's hard to see on a smaller TV. Yeah, and her feet when, are the size yeah. of an eraser. Right, when <laughs> you're, like, right up in there, you can see that. Yeah. It needed it. And that muting stands out hard. Um. Yeah, and... They said that her share was not iconic at all. And I agree. Mm-hmm. Eureka, they love the attention to detail in the look, but not the lines on her face. Again, from a distance you didn't see them. Once they got up on her, you're like, ooh, I don't get it. Yeah, it's a little... Because it, wasn't, it was like glitter, but like there was no purpose to it. Yeah, it didn't have flow. No. Like, if you're going to ha- do something on your face, like, give us the diamond over the eye. Exactly. To then marry into the... Um, it would have been yeah. It would have been gorgeous. Oh well. Next time. Ms. Cracker. They felt her look was glamorous performance art. Mm-hmm. Uh, the vocoder didn't bowl them over, but she pulled it off. And Michelle thinks she went too far into share. And what? this is when I say, "What is the challenge then?" Yeah. How do you go you too say far into share? others are not going enough into share? She's going full on share in a, an impersonation. I mean, dare I say? Chad Michaels goes too far in a share, and it's a, it's a caricature. But that's the whole point. That's, and I, yeah. I just going back to taste. I don't think Cracker is their taste. Agreed. Or they're trying to downplay her for some reason. But I don't. I I hope that she stays strong and just barrels through like the battle yeah. act she is. Because I just love every little bit of her. Yeah. All three and a half feet. <laughs> well, Cameron wins the challenge. Monet, Cracker, Eureka, are, and Aquaria are safe, mm-hmm. leaving the Vixen and Asia in the bottom. Yep. Our lip sync song is going to be Groove is in the Heart. I know we sampled a lot of share in the episode. Ooh, excuse me. But why not use a different share song? That was what got me, too. Like, that song is very iconic and everyone knows it, but it was not. Why not do a share song for the There share are episode? enough. Songs that yeah. they could have picked from. 200. <laughs> like, you clearly already have the rights to use Share Songbook. Yeah. Pull something out. Because you had so many opportunities. Yeah, I was very, right. very, very disappointed. And you know what? I'm going to say it again. It was a mediocre lip sync. 
Agreed. You know, I was... It was one of those weeks again where I thought Rue might have looked at both of them and been like, Scram. Hey. Um, I will say the Vixen is very, very good at upstaging Asia. She tried so hard. So good at that. She did. Um, even Like, in that drop in the music, like, yeah, it was a cool camera angle, but... She was standing right fucking in front of her. Like, right in front of her. She knows how to work that stage. That's mm-hmm. for sure. I'll give her that. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, the Vixen is eliminated, and her exit line is, I guess I'll run for president. What? Okay. Please don't. Don't. No. No. Well, let's talk about Untucked a little bit. Please, let's. Um, so the girls try to figure out who's in the bottom, and Asia knows it knows it's her, and the Vixen is delusional because the Vixen doesn't think she's in the bottom. Yeah. Cameron doesn't think she's the top, but everyone else sure the hell does. Um, And the Vixen thinks Cameron should be happy and celebrate, but Cameron defends herself and says she's just humble and wants to wait until there's something to actually celebrate. And she said she was a focused girl and like to... Yeah, I I understand that. I understand that intensity Mm -hmm. from her. Ms. Cracker would pick Aquaria and the Vixen for the bottom. And then Aquaria decides to defend herself, saying that she's a millennial. But... If you do the math right, I think most of them are actually millennials. Uh, I would hope so. Yeah, they're all in their like twenties, right? I think the only one who's is thirty five is Asia. Yeah. Okay. Everyone else, I believe, is a millennial. Amen. Um, Asia, though, oh, she thinks no one would do well with movie star share. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, yes, the writing wasn't the best. We've seen examples on the show where some people get some of the weaker material and it does make them suffer. But I think if you're a a A A-plus performer, you can make it work. I just will say this. Rewind to Miss Cracker and her impersonation. She could have done a good movie Mm -hmm. star share, I think. Yeah. Yes. So the Vixen then decides her opinion is Asia and Eureka are the bottom two. And it's really unfortunate how much her hatred for Eureka skews reality. I mean, where? In what world do you put her in the bottom? I have no idea. In, In a completely delusional world? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, we learn shortly that, like, the Vixen is okay with Aquaria now. Uh-huh. So if she knew that Aquaria is worse than Eureka, of course she's going to say your uh, Aquaria shouldn't be, yeah. if, even though she deserves it. It's 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 just vindictive. It, yeah, she's not good. Yeah. So Aquaria then gets mocked for looking down because mm-hmm. she can't see any other way. Because <laughs> yes. panels. She's doing that. Um, but Aquaria <laughs> also knows how to find a good hole. She always has. She always has. Cameron thinks the Vixen and Asia are the bottom and wants to see a real lip sync battle. And finally, someone knows what's actually happening. Uh, Eureka now thinks Cameron is her toughest competition and that they relate because they're both from Tennessee. And it's really cute. No, that was a cute little backstage moment. I liked it. Ms. Cracker and Aquaria. So they have a little thing. Mm -hmm. Um, She tells Aquaria that she's doing great in the competition, but that she's a bit egotistical with her confidence. And Uh her tactic is just piss poor. And again, the shock of the night, the Vixen has learned to like Aquaria. I know, right? What, like, again, where is that film? I want to see the receipts. How I want to see it, too. I want to see the talk. Mm-hmm. Where did the talk happen? So we then get a little Vixen call out of the difference between glitter and sequins. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be a little point of contention for Cameron, who didn't really use glitter um, because she didn't like glitter fabric. And... Asia then claps back and says that she thinks 
that, yeah, she looked cheap, but she thought everyone else would look cheap because that's what the challenge was asking them to do. Um, and she doesn't think that she would have been the bottom because of her share. You know, I don't even know how I... I would have interpreted that competi- or that contest rule a little differently as well because I would have put glitter in my outfit and my look, but I would have used gems as well because... Mm-hmm. To me, Let it glitter, it a yeah, more. glitter is a little bit of shine. Exactly. So, yeah, she, she, I, I think she was right in calling them out and trying to make the statement. I just think she should have let it go a little sooner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, the vixen is eliminated, and she's quite sad about it. Um, she virtually cries glitter as she starts to pack up. Oh my god! Basically, she was sweating glitter on her neck. You can mm-hmm. see it. She has a quote that I want to discuss a little bit. If you're not here to win, you should at least be here to grow. Do you think she genuinely believes this? I think maybe she genuinely believes it or believed it after the fact. I think she wrote it down and then maybe learned a little bit later as she was leaving. But the shock of it is what started her and made her write that. Because she said something very telling at the very end. She said that she came here to be seen for her talent, not her skills as a fighter. Mm -hmm. So I think that was her kind of having that realization as of... Shit, the whole time I was here, I was just fighting with people and I wasn't really being seen the way I wanted to, yeah. which was kind of, it was a good, cathar- uh, good catharsis to see from her. Yeah. She didn't think she was going to get any letters, but she does. She gets it basically from everybody. Yeah. That's what we think. Um, and she says that by the time that the episode airs, she will have nothing but love in her heart. Agree. True or false? I think, I think so. I think you that... think everything is patched up you know okay here's me being a scorpio and calling people how it is i think that she will learn to get along because a lot of the stuff on television is obviously produced however i do think that that scrapper in her is gonna not service her well in the future i'm really worried i was talking to my husband about it last night i'm very worried for her portrayal on the show that she's going to lose out on opportunity because i think of it. so too yeah and it, it makes me sad i mean i i, I don't really follow all of them uh, particularly, but I feel like she's been one of the least visible so far. Yeah. And she could have been a superstar. I mean, like, I didn't know much about her prior to the show starting, but I remember, like, doing my little research on her and seeing her in uh, Shea Kalei's music video and be like, oh my god, this bitch is here to play. She's going to be great. I think let's move into our burning questions. What is the Vixen's legacy now that she's gone? I think she ruined it a little bit. From what she could have been. I think she might have to restart. She might have to figure out a, a new path for that legacy to actually be heard. I mean, we really haven't gotten this big of a villain on Drag Race ever. No. I mean, the O'Hara's have had a few good, like, sparks, but n- nothing like this. This is like, I mean, Fifi was at least rational sometimes. Correct. She knew. Yeah. The Vixen isn't. She's just one of those villains you love to hate. Yes. Fifi at least had redeeming qualities. Correct. She was at least decent at what she did. Amen. So we did talk about Ms. Cracker a little bit. Um, but I do want to do something where we do a little bit of a power ranking of our final six here. Ooh. So we have Aquaria, Asia, Eureka, Cameron, Ms. Cracker, and Monet. Correct. Let's start off with, who is likely to go home next? Ooh, okay, let me think. This, it might totally contradict what you think, but gosh, 
I really think that Asia O'Hara might be going home next, to be honest. It's it, I, you know what I could see it. I almost think that like maybe our next bottom will be Asia versus Monet, and I think <sighs> Monet is going next. That might be quite a lip sync battle though, because yeah. she's an assassin. Mm-hmm. I would like to see that. I mean, Monet like he's on a rise and then has now plateaued a little bit. I feel like it's it's hard. Like who I want to see go next is absolutely one hundred percent Eureka. I'm done with Eureka. Go home. But they just have something for her that I'm convinced she's in the top four at this point. Well, Rue has kind of taken her under her wing. Like, what what can she do to be eliminated at this point? She's done things that should have been gotten her off, but nothing's happening. We will see what happens with it, but who knows? Who um, knows? So, yeah, so I, I think Monet may be next. You said... Um, Asia. Um, then who, who's number five? Who? God. I will agree with you then. I will go with Eureka for my number five. I think, I think she's got only so far she can go with, with what she's been given. She was given quite the head start out of the gate, obviously, because she came back this season. But we've pretty much seen all of her different sides now, Mm -hmm. everything she has to offer. So I'm thinking that she might, they might, they might finally put her out to pasture. Yeah, I could see it. Um, I don't know. I feel like... Here, here, go with me on this for a second. I'm with you. I think there was so much of a backlash last season with the top four, putting Peppermint in the top four after not winning a single challenge. Okay. If I'm... If my prediction is Monet goes next. Aquaria has won a challenge. Yes. Asia has won a challenge. Yes. Eureka has won a challenge. Yes. Cameron has won a challenge. Correct. Who has not won a challenge? Shit. I would cry if Cracker goes. I'll be so sad. I don't want. I want her to be in the top. I really I mean, do. And, th- and this is what really b- upsets me. But like, that's what you think. I I just you know, what what puts her in the top over the four of them. Uh, with your math that you're telling me, not much. The only <laughs> saving grace could be if Asia doesn't go next week, Asia's been in the bottom. Yeah. That could save Cracker, but or, at this point... Or if one of them totally drops the yeah. ball. It's it's going to be interesting because it is an acting challenge next. And that's where Cracker should excel. If she if she doesn't win this one, she's a comedy. Oh girl. boy, I, I I worry for her, because what the fuck else can she do? It's the truth, and she's. I root for her so hard though, so I feel. Yeah, you so too. do it's, I, uh, and that's the thing. It's like I, again, I've been preaching on this podcast. I've been questioning Rue's decision for the past two seasons. I disagree with some major, major, major ones, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like there were a couple times she should have won and she didn't, and. It may come back to bite her. And that's scary. Yeah. The suspense is on for next week. So if the we're now with the top four, who 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 rather than like going through the four of them now, just for time, who is the winner of Drag Race as of now? As of right now, mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm God, I can't even believe it. It's a tough season, to and that's what's this. exciting. Don't say it, don't say it. 
Don't say Aquafina. I know. I really have to, though. I think it's that she might think. be the underdog that really snatches it, yeah. and it would be sad because I want, I want Cameron to come from behind and just take yeah. it all because I love him. But I, God, she really might do it. Yeah, I, 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 at this point for me, it's. And Rue loves her a famous internet queen. Yeah, you know? I, I just worry if she were to win, what would happen? I also worry if Eureka wins. I think people are gonna be pissed. They may. Why bring her back for season ten after going five episodes? To win. Mm-hmm. That's definitely it's, and it's true. Like a setup. So, I I'm I'm kind of like me personally at, th- at this point. I'm not okay with any victory sidecracker, and I know I'm not gonna get that. I can just feel it. Can You're feel making it. me so it. sad, but we can cross our fingers. But it's the reality. It's the reality. <laughs> well. This has been a lot of fun. Tell the kids where we can find you on social media. Darling, you can find me on Facebook at Diana Carfire, D-I-A-N-A-C-A-R-F-I-R-E, because she did. You can find me on Instagram at the same, and you can find me at Twitter if you like political rants and raves, because I save most of them for the Twitter, because I can actually, you know, at Donald Trump himself. Oh, of course. And I'm D Carfire there. Ooh, D Carfire. D Carfire. Well, this was a pleasure. Thanks so much for being on. I had such a great time. Thank you for having me, darling. Thanks once again for Diana for coming on. Subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud and leave us a review while you're there. And visit our Patreon to become a patron today. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm -hmm.